0: <laughs> winner, winner, chicken yes. dinner! Four. You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf.
1: What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Links and Locks podcast. I'm Jason Sobel from Golf Bet. He is Ben Everall from the PGA Tour, longtime golf writer, and we are about to break down. Our favorite bets for this week's American Express. And Benny, before we start, I've got to give you my condolences. I know you spent two weeks in Hawaii. Now you're back home in frigid Southern California. So I'm sorry you had to get back to reality so soon.
2: Yeah, it's tough, you know, especially having to watch two uh, international eligible players win over there in Hawaii, as you know, is my bread and butter. But yeah, being back here in SoCal, looking forward to the West Coast swing, mate, in my home area for the next uh, month or so.
1: There we go. And I can tell the listeners out there, nobody loves the International President's Cup team like my man, Ben Everill. So he's wearing the gear as we speak right now. All right, we're going to play 18 holes as we do every week here on the podcast. Benny, you've got the honors on the first tee. Give me your first bet for the Amex this week. Well, mate, you know, I'm usually the real positive one
2: between the two of us. I like to keep everything positive, but I'm starting with a bit of a negative here. Uh-oh. I mean, I think you just have to fade anything and everything with Russell Henley. After mm. last week, I just don't know how he can back up from that. I really hope he does. I really hope he can win because what happened with Hideki losing a five-shot uh, lead at the turn after flushing it and going out in 29 on Sunday, is just going to really, really hurt him. Losing the 54-hole lead three times in the last 15 months before that, Add another one that was worse than the last, and oh, I
1: don't know how you can rebound. I still think Henley will play okay, but he's not on my list of favorite players uh, this week. So okay, I'm on it's Good, good thought there. All I right, one gonna... I hope I'm wrong with. I hope I, I'm wrong. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Uh, hole number two. I'm gonna give you my favorite outright for the week. Matthew Wolf. I want West Coast guys who make a lot of birdies. You're getting a guaranteed three rounds out of these guys anyway. Matthew Wolf. I think we all know had a really tough 2021, but for those who weren't paying that much attention during the meat of football season, he started the 21 22 season with four finishes of 17th or better, including a runner up out in Vegas. I think this is going to be a really strong week for Matthew Wolf. I think it's going to be a good year for him. I think he's top 10 in the world by the end of the year. I think he's on the U.S. President's Cup team. And I think he contends for another major championship. So 28 to 1 on Wolf this week. All three, where are you going? Love that, mate. It's going to force me to jump around in my
2: order, but I'm going to go to one of my tournament prop bets. And I was looking at one where it gives you three options to win, three names. And because you've thrown out Wolf, I'm going to go with the group that has him in there. There's a, a three chance to win bet with Wolf, Ricky Fowler and Phil at a flyer at plus 1600. I think that's value. I really do because I agree with you on Wolf. I would say that I would probably look at the more solid uh, option in that crew as well of Cantley Scheffler, Finow, They gapped them
1: together for a plus 400. But, mate, I'm going to go off the back
2: of your wolf, and uh, that's where I'd look at
1: him. Yeah, those are interesting plays. I kind of like that. If you get the right three players who are in the mix, you say, well, I like all of those guys, then I think those are some really valuable players. All right, hole four. I've got a three ball as well, but it's a different kind of three ball here. I am looking at a three ball matchup where I am taking Taylor Gooch, who's made 10 consecutive cuts, And what I'm looking for in match plays are guys with high ceiling. They can play really well. They can find themselves on the leaderboard. Certainly, that's Gooch, who has three consecutive top 25 finishes here at the Amex. But he's got a high floor as well. Like I said, 10 consecutive made cuts. Tends to play well on a weekly basis. Ball strikers golf course. I will take him in a three ball on DraftKings over Sungjae Im, who I'm fading this week, even though he's got a nice record at this event. He does not play well when he's coming off a missed cut. Did a little research on his last eight times over the past two years after missing a cut. Only one top 10 finish usually takes him a little while to get that train back on the tracks. So, Gooch over him and Tony Fee now in that three ball plus 175.
2: Well done, mate. As I said, like, yeah, I saw him. he's a little bit tired last week. So, I think you might be onto something there. And Gooch obviously led the FedEx Cup until last week when Hideki overtook him. So, well done there, mate. And, look, I'm going to do another reload for my next hole on what I had last week that just – did not connect, and that's top 10 Corey Connors. The bugger faded into 11th spot last week at the oh. same Couldn't believe it. He just sort of limped home on Sunday and just fell out by that one shot to miss the payout on the top 10 there. But I just think he's in good form. He owes us after last week, plus 250, reload Corey Connors.
1: All right, hole six. Things are going to get weird, Benny. Uh, I'm right. telling you right now, there's a lot of weird stuff on my card this week, and <laughs> I'm going to start the weirdness right here with a guy who is all everything as a collegian, this dude was a Haskins winner, a Hogan winner, a Nicholas winner at Pepperdine. He's a West Coast kid. I'm banking on him becoming a star, taking that first step this week. Sahith Thigala is 250 to one outright. He's got the talent to win a PGA Tour event. Now, is it going to happen this week? I have no idea. But at 250 to one, I'll take a shot on that. And I like him even better. One of my favorite plays this week. Thigala top 10 at 18 to one, another huge number.
2: Benny, what do you think? Got a shot? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, we were going to be highlighting Tagala for this week on tour for a lot of extra media play. So we're expecting big things from him ourselves. It's a great move. And again, mate, we don't talk to each other before we do this. But legitimately, I'm sitting here with long shot scenario as well. I don't have Sahid, but I have the same sort of bet there for my next hole. And I was looking at a long shot, which you'll shake your head. But former world number one, won 12 times on the PGA Tour. 130 to 1, Jason Day, this week, returning to competition. He's based out there in the desert during this time of year. He's been working with Como. I've been watching some videos and stuff and getting updates. He's talking the talk. Look, I'm not saying he's guaranteed to win or anything like that, but 130 to 1, Jason Day, that's a a huge number. Yeah. And So I'm looking at that. I mean, you get great value for him just as a top 10. Now, the other guy, you mentioned the play on the top 10. Well, I watched a young bloke, Ben Coles, at Sony. 250 to one, 18 to one for a top 10. Uh, Maybe look at top 20 for that guy as well.
1: And when it comes to day, remember guys, we've talked about it every week on the pod so far this year. Benny is the Aussie whisperer. That's not a fake accent right there. So when he says Jason day, you might want to listen. All right, let's get to hole number eight. Guy that finished 21st at this event last year. He was actually the first round leader. It's changed a little bit. Only two courses were used last year with no pro-am this year. They're back to all three courses Brandon Hagee, another West Coast player with a ton of offensive firepower. That's essentially my formula that I'm looking for. I'm going after that profile this week. I'll take Hagee for a top 20 this week. Granted, the results have not been good. A lot of these plays, you're going to have to hold your nose a little and clench your teeth before you get into them. Hagee has made seven starts so far this season, four made cuts, nothing inside the top 50. Not exactly like he's knocking down top 20s every single week, but – I think it can happen on a really good venue for him this week. All right. Last hole before we finish the front nine, Danny. Well, you just mentioned that we're going
2: back to three courses. So another weird style bet. Again, when we have these sort of smaller weeks, I love to go in and look and have a bit of fun, a bit of play around and things that I wouldn't normally take a look at. But there's a tournament group that's got Tringali, Reed, Rose, Bazudenhout, and Adam Hadwin. Now, Adam Hadwin is the mm. outsider in this group, complete outsider. He hasn't been playing that well, but plus 350 of those five guys. Not only do I think we can take a swing at him to win that group, but he's playing at La Quinta Country Club, up first the place he shot 59 at not that many years ago. So I think he's a guy to keep a look at in that group and also potentially a first round leader. Long shot.
1: You might have some tea times that I don't have availability for just yet as we record <laughs> this on Monday evening, so I'm going to pick your brain. But first, we're going to make the turn. You and I are going to grab a beer and a dog. Meanwhile, we're now joined by the hosts of the Better Golf Podcast, Nick Bretwish and Spencer Aguiar, golf betting experts and specialists in the finishing position markets here to provide their favorite top five, top 10 and top 40 plays for the Amex.
3: Thanks, Jason and Ben. We are very excited to be back with the Action Network. Kind of a weird week for me with the whole three courses thing, so it's kind of going to be a limited menu for me on my card this week. But in the top 40 market, I'm going to start us off with Harold Varner III, one of my favorite golfers in general. Just a great driver of the golf ball. has got some distance off the tee, which is something that I'm looking for this week. Excellent approach. Good putter. Really good on Pete Dye courses. I had them priced out at plus 110 to finish top 40. That's the same as DraftKings, but on FanDuel right now, you can get plus 175, so 65 points of value there as well. And then moving on, another fanboy of uh, of mine is Gary Woodland. I had him priced at minus 115 to finish top 40. DK's got the best number on the market right now at plus 130, Just an overall excellent ball striker, which is something I'm looking for this week. And then moving on to Lanto Griffin. I have him at plus 130 as proper. DraftKings has him at plus 160, and FanDuel is laying plus 175. Just a really good approach, a good ball striker, really good out of bunkers, which is something that I value pretty highly this week. Good puck. And if any iron is his best, it is his long irons, which is something that I think that he'll find himself in position for a lot this week. And then my last play, arguably my favorite this week, I had him priced all the way down at minus 130 to finish top 40. DraftKings has him at even money and FanDuel has him at plus 125. That is the ball striker himself, Carlos Ortiz, just an overall great player, ranked 57th in the world right now. And I'm also going to sprinkle a little bit on his top 20 at plus 310 on FanDuel. Guys coming off a second place finish at Mayakoba his last time out. So hopefully he worked on his game this off season and comes in in good form like he ended at 2021. Spencer, what's on the card this week?
4: It's going to be a condensed week for me across the board. I found pricing to be difficult in most markets, especially when it comes to placement wagers. I think a lot of sports books are confused on how to handle this rotational event and are holding a little too much juice to counteract with those problems. But I do have three wagers that I will be punching a ticket on this week, led by Ben's boy, Jason Day, top 40 at plus 160 at DraftKings. That is plus 120 on FanDuel. I think most people think about the state of Day's current game. They see a hurt golfer that is a shell of his former self. But I would be careful with that mindset in 2022. The new year is a chance for everyone to begin things fresh. And in the golf world, that often means the potential to get past lingering injuries or swing issues before things ramp back up in January. It's the one time all year that the slate is clean and the potential is endless because we don't know where every golfer is with their game. But I've seen extremely encouraging videos posted by the Aussie that shows his back looks like it's going to be ready for the season. I run a rolling two-year model, which in theory still has all the bad day form in there but he graded ninth for me when running it for the American Express. Day's ability to play on short, easy courses has always been there. Think Pebble Beach in that regard. And there's a chance we see him find some of his old self this week, and I don't think we will get these numbers going forward if that is the case. That gives us the veteran side of the card this weekend in California, but I would be remiss if I didn't switch gears and go to an up-and-coming Corn Fairy prospect with my next selection in Taylor Moore plus 150 on FanDuel. I do think we need to be careful in overanalyzing limited data for most of our new talent on tour, but Moore, Buckley, and Ramey are looking like the three most promising by my math. The American ranks inside the top 25 in this field when it comes to par 5 birdie or better percentage, a statistic that is equally important at all three tracks, and he's posted three top 25s over the four starts that he has had uh, recently. And I am going to wrap up my card with JT Poston, plus 320 on FanDuel to come top 40, You could get more aggressive and take this around 10 to 1 if you have a book that pays ties in full for a top 20. But we're looking at a golfer that runs hot and cold at times. When the form looks good, he's a streaky possible top 10 producer. When it's bad, he misses eight cuts in a row like he had before the Sony Open. But Poston showed a lot of life last week, I thought, at the Sony coming 42nd. He gained 3.1 shots to the field with his ball striking over the four days. You're dart throwing a bit. But he's been good at this stop in the past, posting three top 37s in his five attempts.
3: Love it. Thank you, Spencer. So, to recap real quick, we have Harold Varner, Gary Woody, Lanto Griffin, Carlos Ortiz, Spencer's uh, lover boy, Jason Day, Taylor Moore, and JT Poston. Good luck to everybody this weekend, and we'll kick it back to you, Jason.
1: All right, fellas. Thanks. We finished our hot dog and our beer. We're ready to make the turn going to the back nine. The tee is mine. And, Benny, I'm going with a first-round leader bet, but it's a TBD FRL. I'm going to hold off on this first-round leader bet. It sounds like you've got some inside info on who might be playing where for the first few rounds, but I went back to 2020, the last time all three courses were in the rotation, and yes, no surprise, La Quinta played as the easiest of the three courses, Nicholas Tournament course. Yeah, there's a chance that we could see a first-round leader from there, but I'm going to target somebody playing La Quinta it's still a TBD, unless you happen to be looking at some sheet in front of you that the PGA Tour only lets you see, and you have players written down for La Quinta. You said Hadwin. Uh, hmm, interesting play. You're right. He shot a 59 there. So that could be a nice play this week.
2: Well, Mike, I think your man, uh, Sahith, might be starting on La Quinta as well. So, okay. Uh, and some big names that are looking to start there in the first round, mm, John Rahm, Tony Finau. I think there's some big options there, but you're going to have someone most likely come out of that course.
1: I was almost hoping that Rom wasn't starting at La Quinta because I want <laughs> some value for a first-round leader. I don't want Rom right. going out there and killing all our FRL bets with the 61. All right, hole 11 for you.
2: As I said, I was getting a bit, you know, edgy, trying to find something with a bit of fun. So stadium course there, for those of you who can remember, we obviously have the 17th and 18th hole finish. So I'm going to start on the 18th hole. At a prop uh-huh. bet and I'm gonna go with the weird and wacky fact that the winner will not make a par on that hole. We have water down the left. I feel like we're gonna either have a runaway winner or someone well out in front and they're just gonna be in the zone and make a birdie or they're just gonna be that loose that they're gonna make a you know a, a random bogey just trying to get in the house. Or we're gonna have a close finish again and someone's gonna go hard at it and make the birdie. So I'm just looking for something with a bit of value plus 175. Winner will not make par. On the seventy-second okay. hole,
1: betting against pars. Why not? I'm into it. Twelfth hole. It's going to get weird, Benny. It's going to get downright ugly here. Top forty plays on Trey mullinax Again, yeah, some firepower. Kevin Tway plays Oof. well in the wind if it starts blowing out there. And John Huh. Hmm? Yes, no Huh. I like <laughs> him this week. Those are top forty plays. Oh, look, I'm being cautious with them. I'm not going overboard, but there's some pretty big numbers. Good prices next to these players' names. So all guys that have either played well on these golf courses in the past or they should fit their profile just a little bit. As you sort of mentioned, this
2: is not the week to put your mortgage out on anything, right? This is where you have some fun. You get get your stuff out
1: there and you enjoy yourself. There's also been Adam Long and Patrick Reed back before anyone knew who he was and Mark Wilson who have won as field bets, which don't even exist anymore. Now with legalized betting, essentially everyone's going to have a number next to their name. But back then with only offshore betting, not every player was listed. The books didn't necessarily want all the liability on these guys. And so they were listed as field bets and you couldn't even take those players individually. So there have been a lot of smaller names, long shots who have won this event yes.
2: the So In other words, have your fun this week. Put a couple of small shillings you know out on some guys that you just might want to take a punt at i'll go back traditional before i go to the 17th so i'll come into my top five pick now i wish i could tell you had good reason for this it's just a feel i just i haven't even seen him play lately i just think it's time for this guy to get back in the headlines after trailing off a little bit recently and that's will zalatoris plus 750 top five Uh, i got no good reason for you guys i just think it's time and as you said people sort of pop up in this event that we haven't heard of in a while. Last year, Siwoo Kim had one of his out-the-box weeks because he loves those Pete Dye
1: courses. I think we might see something from Zalatoris. You mentioned Jason Day with a big number next to his name earlier. The two that jumped out at me when the odds first came out on Monday morning were Will Zalatoris and Justin Rose, each of whom were right around 50 to 55 to 1 in most books. Big numbers for a couple of really good ball strikers in a field that just isn't that great, only five top 20 players in the world okay 14th hole. i'm going to stick with the weirdness trust me it'll come back to some guys that you know a little bit a little better uh, in a few minutes but making the cut and if you want to parlay all these i don't hate it wyndham clark taylor Pendrith, nate lashley i told you we are going deep this week yeah so those are some names again i'm not playing them outright i'm not playing them for top five just make the cut and if you want to parlay them okay we can parlay i like parlays all right benny Hole 15. 15 for me is we're going to the
2: 17th at the stadium course on Sunday, which is like an island green, elevated tee box unlike the one in Florida here in California, so a little bit different. Rocks all around, no railroad sleepers. But what we do get, thankfully, and something that I don't mind watching every now and then, is a bit of carnage. So over under 10 water balls on Sunday Mm. on that hole. Now, I'll tell you, last year over the four rounds, because they played there a few extra rounds last year, it was 12-12-12. 11 and 10 on Sunday. So I'm going to over under set at 10. I'm saying over. Let's see these guys have some trouble.
1: We have barely seen any carnage in the first two weeks of 2022. Let's see some carnage this weekend. I like that call hole 16. Another guy that fits exactly what I'm looking for this week, which is give me a West coast guy who makes a lot of birdies and has a big number next to his name. I'm taking a top 20 bet on Joseph Bramlett, who. Just on random days, happens to go really low. Coming off a top 20 finish last week at the Sony Open. I think this course should be more in his wheelhouse. Not a kid anymore. Not a young guy. He's been through a lot in his career, a lot of injuries, a lot of setbacks. I think it's going to be a really good week for Bramlett.
2: Well, mate, I'm finishing off with who I think is going to win the tournament, okay? Right. I'm going to really shock a lot of people here. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm actually going to go with Patrick Cantlay. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Look, I know it's not. We've got all these names. I still believe we could get the long shot like we mentioned. I can't look at John Rahm, even though he's a legend. He's won this tournament before at plus 500. I just can't do that in a four-round tournament. It's too short. It was too short when Tiger was doing it. So I'm going to go to the next guy. Runner-up to Siwu last year. Course record 61 on stadium last year. I think he had a top 10 in the only previous trip before that one. He was fourth in Kapalua. Comes in rested. Loves California golf seems to me like a decent plus 900 play and and i didn't check actually where he was starting but he might drift after the first round if he's not at la quinta so that
1: is a great point okay so for those who start on the stadium course where scoring average should be two or three shots higher keep those players in mind you shoot say a one under round on the stadium course you shoot 71 on thursday there are other players up on the board at 64 65 66 those players are going to get some easier rounds on Friday and Saturday. So that's a great point that you make, Benny. And by the way, speaking of Cantley, the outright number to start is too short for me, but I do like him better than Rom. Rahm. Rom's got three missed cuts in his last 20 starts. They've all come at events where he's quite honestly facing some inferior competition. It's not all his elite-level superstar buddies. It's yeah. not major championships. It was the Wells Fargo. It was the Fortinet Championship, it was the Estrella Dam Andalusia Masters over on the DP World Tour at the end of last year. So he tends to, I think, lose a little focus, maybe need a little more motivation at some of these events where he knows he's the best player and he knows he's not going to be challenged as much and maybe he just doesn't quite give it his best shot. Okay, last hole, never want a bogey 18, so I'm going to try to birdie this thing coming in. My top five play for this week, course it's scotty scheffler the poor kid cannot win a pga tour event despite all things that he's done some great things winning his Ryder cup singles match against rom last year he's finished top five in three of his last four starts 10 career top fives already in his young career for scotty scheffler i hate to say it i hate to do this to him but i think another one's coming this week maybe maybe it comes with a win as well so you know that win is coming for him at some point he was third place at this very event two years ago. Benny, we're all Hold done. The we press. finished our round.
2: Hot off the press there, mate. Though. I've just looked it up off the uh, special sheet that we you were mentioning before. Scheffler, <laughs> Cantlay, look like they'll be paired together around one, two, and three, and they are starting at La Quinta, so they'll need to start hot.
1: All right. I like that, and I like the hot start. And I like everyone for listening to this. Thank you so much. For joining us here on the Links and Locks podcast, for Ben Everill, I'm Jason Sobel. Remember, download, subscribe, rate us anywhere you find your podcast. Good luck with all your bets for this week's American Express. Here's hoping you guys hit the green.